0: Hi, I'm Raymond, I'm Kim, I'm Will, and you're listening to (laughs) The Crusading Crusading Couch! giggity gear. giggity giggity Giggity-giggity-goo. So today we're going to be talking about uh, what your gear uh, and equipment says about uh, you as a player or as a character uh, within a game. Uh, As a player or a character, or as a player and a character? I imagine both, like not at the same time but like the, yeah. like there are certain gear choices a there a certain, character. <laughs> there are certain things you pick when you're playing a game that you pick because like they affect your character or you pick because uh, you want them as a player like my character might have no reason to care about the giant great sword of flaming damnation but I think it's fucking rad so I want my character to have it even though the paladin would wield it better or whatever
1: Yeah, I don't... We'll get to later on that I don't subscribe to People should get things based on their class
2: Mm. Indeed Um, Yeah, they shouldn't get things based on their class But... You know, sometimes it makes sometimes sense. Sometimes you can work it out as the party, just
1: be like... Indeed!
2: the sword line around, why don't you take it, you can... I'm not saying skulls
1: with that shit, that should never no. happen, but I've been in situations situation where someone obviously wanted some sweet gear and attempted to justify it, uh, when there was already a gear imbalance in the party. Indeed.
0: In words, um, you know yeah, so where do you think we should begin, Kim? Oh, Ooh. Ooh. What
1: All right. up. the universe is sending us a message. We've got we've got paper flying everywhere. We got, got paper
2: in our butter chicken. We got paper in our butter chicken.
1: Buttered paper chicken. Um, I don't know. All right. All well, gear. What comes to mind when someone says that relating to an RPG game? Yeah, um, a weapon. Weapon. Yeah, weapon. I think weapon comes to mind pretty quick. Okay, so I guess we're really looking at gear then, in the perspective of things to augment our characters, make them do their shit better. Yeah, instead indeed. of being or,
0: badass. Or present them more opportunities or, or or allow them to get out of a bad situation. Mm. In a lot of ways, that's what gear is. Like if you're playing a survival game like you a survival game, you're gonna need rations because you're gonna need to eat.
1: So, so I suppose you can really split or I guess I kinda split gear gear into three categories. Uh, the stuff that you need, such as rations, etc. <laughs> Uh, the stuff that you want to improve your character, so the sword that does more damage, the shield that gives you more armour, or just the cool tricks kind of stuff, like the ring that makes you invisible, or the one that lets you shoot fire.
0: Yeah, and I get what you're saying, but in a lot of ways that is still... Those categories are still, in many ways, the same. Yeah. Uh, because... Uh, Like, for instance, you said the shit I need. If I need to get into a bank vault, but, like, the only way to circumvent its security systems is with a ring of invisibility, then I need the ring of invisibility. Like, I understand what he's saying. I just wanted to bring another perspective to it. Like, those categories, like many categories that people create... They're they're um, broad
1: categorization. Oh,
0: that's not what I meant. I just meant, like categories are artificial constructions and, like, the things we put into them do not necessarily fit only into those
1: things. Indeed. But Uh, those sort of broad groupings will also determine how people go about acquiring or how much they care as well. Yeah, indeed. Anyway,
0: all that stuff's kind of... That's just kind of waffle. Uh, But uh, going back to the weapon, uh, a lot of the times... Uh, that's that's a that's a, a lot of the times for a lot of people that's where like they start with a character after they've chosen their class and their uh, and any other like sort of off the bat stuff, you know or they've gotten their concept or some people will even make a character because they want to use a specific weapon. So like if I wanted to I want to fight with a shield or I think it would be cool to have a character that's like a really good sniper. Uh, then that sort of... you've sort of chosen a fighting style and a weapon before you've chosen anything else about your character. Um, Personally, I know that when I'm playing characters that are, like, uh, combat-driven or in games where combat is inevitable, uh, I often spend a lot of time considering the weapons I will choose, just because of the way that my own personal knowledge of weaponry and stuff like that, and it's an interest of mine and a hobby, like I collect weapons, Uh, how that sort of stuff informs me. Like, if I fight with an axe, if my only weapon is an axe, why do I have that weapon? Is it because I'm really skilled with it, or is it for the reason that most cultures have had axes, in that they are easy to make? Are utilitarian as well as weapons and use less resources to produce than many other weapons like for example swords are way more expensive to produce than an axe because an axe has a tiny bit of metal at the end Um, and things like that those sorts of thoughts enter my mind if I'm I fight a person that uses an axe fights differently to a person that uses a sword whether they're trained in both or neither is regardless because of the way that that tool is shaped uh informs its
2: use historically christian religious figures weren't actually allowed to shed blood and so they didn't use when like scottish clan priest kirk like kirk priests didn't use bladed weapons because that would mean the shedding of blood, so they actually used Cuddle blunt weapons, spices. cudgels, because they can bludgeon someone to death without action, or to incapacitate them without actually breaking any of their religious codes.
0: Doesn't the Bible have some real specific stuff to say about killing?
2: Yeah, it does, but uh, apparently, apparently hitting someone with a mace was okay, but actually stabbing them was not. And it's really vague about shooting them in the knee somewhat fuzzier on the subject of kneecaps. Yeah that's it.
0: <laughs> um yeah no how one. about you Will? How do you what do you? How do you approach uh, that sort of a weapon and stuff like that?
1: Um generally I'll help my character first and then I don't really put a great deal of thought into weapons. I'll find something that I think fits or something that I think is cool. Uh, I'm less fussed on mechanics.
0: Yeah, indeed. Same. I
1: tend to more go something that I think would be make sense and would be fun to use.
0: Yeah, I uh, I can't imagine that I am that everyone is chooses their weapons the way okay. I do. I often, yeah. If I if I have lots of choice on weapons, then I like try to choose weapons that work well together. Yeah, historically,
2: you could regard that I've actually gone down the fighting style approach. So it's just kind of like, first choice from like a fantasy game, (laughs) Uh, would it be uh, close combat, ranged, or magic?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, magic is often
2: ranged. Unless you're playing a hair witch... uh, Uh, You know, close combat, ranged, like, weapons... uh, Sort of thing, but uh, a lot of the time I wouldn't like eclipse phase because they have a number of different ranged combat mm. devices, so shredder weapons or seeker or sprayer, seeker, uh, uh,
0: energy, kinetic. I yeah, think exactly. Ranged kind of like were thrown. Actually, is another one. You know, grenades. or
2: actually getting into close combat, and then when you get into close combat, you have and uh, I'd probably. Usually in a fantasy game, pick a sword over a an axe. Uh, mm. Probably, regardless of whether it actually makes sense from my character's background, because of the parrying there's actually, ability, which you can't really do quite as effectively. There's actually an
0: axe. a great reason for you to choose a sword over like other weapons, like just a quicker side. Is that an axe? is a weapon and a sword is a sidearm like an axe is not a thing that you can normal like an axe is a dedicated weapon or a spear is a dedicated weapon are not things that can be easily stored or taken into uh normal civil situations whereas a sword can be easily worn and is often a sidearm to another weapon uh, so, uh, people that using shield and spear will often still have a sword at their side. Mm-hmm. And a spear is a very versatile weapon in combat because of what Kim said. You can use it to parry, you can use it to, s- mm-hmm. to hack the and sword. slash. The sword, yes. You said, you said spear. spear. Did I say? Sorry, I love spears more than I love swords, even though swords are fucking amazing. Um, yeah, uh, sorry, I meant to say sword. There's, a sword has, is so versatile a weapon. Like, you can use it for thrusting and slashing and chopping. Uh, you can use it to bludgeon. You can use it in defense and offense. I mean, really, you can use any weapon in in defense and offense, but the sword is quite well balanced for both. I'm certainly
1: much more interested in, not novelty gear, but things that have cool effects Mm. uh, rather than just sort of the mundane or necessary things. Mm. Like I still remember um, one of the games I was playing, I had a mask that allowed me to change form, which was you know really neat, and I was pretty excited about that kind of stuff. In a way, I'm not when I'm like, well, now I'm going to pick the armament for my character, or now I'm going to make sure that they're stocked with rations so they don't starve. This is Particularly like that kind of stuff. I'm like, All right, this is the thing that I have to have because you will be punished if you don't have it, basically. And because, you know, it also makes sense for you to be carrying your food and provisions. Uh, yeah. Keep in mind, I have not really played in the true survival game. Which obviously in that situation, it would be a different story.
0: Yeah, we haven't really done a proper survival game yet. But we've fact, got some planned, which should be planned. I've
1: probably played the most of World of Darkness now, which really is not gear heavy at all.
0: Which is funny because like it's totally gear heavy. It's just not gear required, uh, which is a bit different. So like you can get by without having like a whole bunch of gear. But if you are playing a survival horror module of, um, World of Darkness, then you're definitely going to need gear, because like, you're going to need to worry about weather and stuff like that, and I have seen arguments that uh, World of Darkness does survival horror a lot better than a lot of other games do, and, uh, and it does that arguably the best out of all the horror stuff that it tries to do. It does its survival horror well, because it can handle penalties and stuff quite mm. swiftly and quickly. It's easy to give out penalties in World of Darkness, whereas it's harder in other games. Like, yeah. Hmm. Definitely. Yeah. But I do certainly understand what you mean in that like you can get through World um, of Darkness without ever considering your gear. Yeah, or just having like the stock my trusty pistol. Yeah,
1: I need clothes and any weapon, I need cl- clothes and it in a nebulous dot in resources, which gives me access to an amount of money. Yeah, but <laughs> it's Warcraft, so you can just make gear, as opposed to Pathfinder, where I played in the game, or I think it got to level seventeen, and I was just swimming in stuff. Yeah, you just build up shit in those games. Because they are-
0: because you are you're, entrepreneur, you're entrepreneurial thieves almost always in Pathfinder it is ju- or, or D&D it's just wrapped in a different cloak like oh I am the holy knight defending the kingdom but I have to go to that other kingdom to solve the puzzle and then I'm going to go through this dungeon I'm going to take everything that isn't nailed down I'm going to either turn it into gold or something that benefits me
2: Yep. <laughs> people selecting... People usually select gear because it benefits them. Mm, but yes. sometimes that can be taken to the point that people are selecting gear for their characters solely because it benefits them. There is no in-character reason, in-universe sometimes, reason why you have... <laughs>
1: that equipment why do you a druid have that giant metal plate armor because I got sick of getting hit by their clubs
0: okay I'm a I'm a druid of metal so it's okay
1: really because yesterday you were a druid of
0: wood no talk to the GM and he let me change my focus uh, or
1: or another <laughs> <So bitter> today.
0: <laughs> or another example that Kim gave uh, when we were getting ready was um. Oh, do you remember what no. it was? The one about
1: the scholar. The wizardly scholar. Why oh, the, does he have a climbing kit? Yeah, know? the wizardly scholar. Why does he have a climbing kit? Yeah. And why the deep <laughs> kit?
0: Because it's fucking handy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, indeed. <laughs> like there's rope, there's pittens, there's hammers, there's climbing axes, there's all sorts of useful shit in the climbers kit. And it makes sense to have one when you're going dungeoneering. However... Why is the scholarly wizard going dungeoneering? Yeah, why? Why Why does he have that? Because he knows that it's D&D. It's a dungeon crawling yeah. game. Yeah, there's a couple of pitfalls that could really get us off
2: topic here. So mm-hmm. we'll mention we'll mention those the, those later, other aspects of um, role-playing. But what about... We've sort of mentioned weapons here. What about other, like, critical... Pieces
0: of gear is armor or your clothes, or. Yeah, so different games handle that sort of stuff differently. Yeah, yeah. I guess
1: now we're also starting to get a bit more system dependent as well, because armor is definitely critical in Pathfinder. <laughs>
0: yeah, whereas... indeed. And armor is very much necessary in Eclipse Phase if you're planning to do anything other than investigate shit or research shit. Like, Is I, it? yeah, because if you get caught in a fight with no armor, those bullets are just going right into you. Don't most of the morphs, no? Okay. Most of the morphs do not come with armor. Uh, your damage resistance determines your hit points. Indeed. Ah, that's a mistake you're making here.
2: Your durability. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah your, your, durability. Your, your durability determines your hit points, not your armor. So we're not talking about how many bullets you can take, we're talking about damage
0: reduction. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Although that is often a thing, sometimes armor—that—that—it's really a topic for another time because that's not really about like what your gear says about you. That's more what your gear says about your system. Yeah, uh, yeah. The way in which you model armor is whew, uh, uh, makes me makes me hot and furious. Um, but yeah,
2: armor's definitely <laughs> cause important because of the skankly ca- clad sword maiden ramen. Yeah, that and
0: other shit. Uh, but <laughs> epilogues. Uh, just put an armour there, big all caps. But
1: it's no, just the hot
0: man. One of the other things that Ke- uh, uh, on that topic that Kim, uh, Kim mentioned, uh, you know, other gear that's necessary is like mystical and magical classes will often have some kind of casting focus or something that is necessary, like a holy symbol Mm -hmm. or something, and, like, even though it is deemed necessary gear and you get it at the beginning, um, lots of players will sort of, like, not really worry about it or not bring it up too much, like, unless it's an aspect to, like, turn on their spells or whatever, like... Yeah, but it should be. Yeah, indeed. It It should
2: be, like, the personalization of that focus should be... Be prominent
0: yeah, out, the, the game is yeah. trying to get you to, you know, engage with your world more by having you carry this yeah. thing, and then you're just like, yeah, I hold it up, and magic shoots out I of it.
2: I can't think of a single instance where the personalization of an item is enforced mechanically. So you do, you do not get
0: a benefit from. You, need, you and I, clearly you need to play more of that game that you decided you dislike Dungeon World and Apocalypse World. Because, yeah. uh, for instance, I recently played a Battle Babe where I get to customise two weapons uh-huh. and you choose uh, from a list of parts, basically, and stick them together and that determines like what your weapon is. So you don't choose sword, you choose handle and blade or handle and long blade or... You choose haft, as in, like, a, the handle of an axe or a mace. Mm. And then you choose blade, head, uh, spike, chain, point, a bunch of things like that. And then that, like, determines your weapon. And then you also have, like, a gun. So that can be, like, uh, yeah. So there's a, that's, that's a way in which that is... You don't get the piece of gear you want unless you customize the piece of gear you have to think about the way it's going to look uh, as you go through it.
1: Yeah, I suppose looking at, okay. in terms of what Geese has about your character as well, looking at someone's character sheet in the game, and their equipment in particular, can quickly sort of tell you how much either they know about the game, or how much they're invested in the game. Because hmm. if someone's playing in a game where, you know, I suppose all equipment is necessary in games, as we said, depends on the system, but their equipment sheet is either like lacking or they've got a shit a lot of shit but they're never really using it, then either they don't really know what they're doing with the equipment or they're just not that into the game. Hmm. I find that can be a bit of an indicator.
0: Yeah, you can often tell uh, how familiar somebody is with a system by like how quickly they can choose their gear. Um A T recently where they did a little bit of there was uh, it's irrelevant what game it was, uh, but like uh, at the beginning they had the opportunity to choose some additional gear, and like one of the players uh, chose a bunch of shit really quickly, and one of the other players like spent thirty minutes going through a book, mm-hmm. um, and
1: like that's dependent uh, on other things as well. I mean that that can also be dependent on like how well you are at remembering shit, and then some people are also like, yep, I like that. That's cool. Well that one's sweet we done whereas, Yeah, but it still yeah.
0: is indicative of like how well you are versed in a game because like regardless of how well I am at remembering shit, like I would still be able to pick my gear faster. That's just the example that I went I don't with. know if I would <laughs> Because like I would first know where I want to start looking. Yeah. and stuff like that as opposed to okay give me the gear section and I'll just flip through till I find shit whereas if I know this I'm like, alright well first I'm going to go to the weapon section and choose a fucking weapon then I'm going to go choose some armor and then I'm going to choose some special gear from the uh, Psy Ops page and then I'm going to choose some scavenging gear from the Scav Ops page and shit like that. I
2: like making characters a lot. Hey. I like filling out the forms and Deciding on my skills and names and backgrounds and classes and how all these nice things are going to work together. Hates something here. Really? <laughs> Hates it. With a fire and passion. I do not enjoy it. Because phase about it. is particularly bad. Actually, because I agree on that. Because, one. because I have exhausted my character ideas. My character idea stops at gear. I'm just kind of like, well, I don't usually because it's later on in the in the character creation process and i'm just like i cannot be bothered yeah like particularly with like ammunition in eclipse phase or something like that It's just yeah like, like there's all the, these really
0: cool special ammo you can choose you want but the, most people just take regular
2: yeah do you want the smart clips or the uh ammo or the this and it's just like well i don't know i don't even care
0: yeah yeah <laughs>
2: Just yeah. and then you just like it would be really handy if I had some hollow points
0: right about now, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> but it's like that's like, not my problem, Kim. You didn't take them. Uh, yeah, and I think I mean with Eclipse Phase, one of the they tried to solve that with their um, character equipment packages. I love those
2: packages, man. Yeah, it's love. Like- Love the packages, but then you end up in the scenario where you've spent character points on these packages. And so often in a lot of those packages, you have stuff that you don't need. Or can't use. Or can't Mm. use. Or stuff that you don't know how to use. Like sometimes when you are not like 100% over a system, you go, what's that? And then you go, I think I need that. And then you get into a situation later and then the GM's just like, does anyone have a... X. Uh, specimen
0: box does anybody have um to give a D&D example does anybody have a bag of holding or a uh, or a movable rock
1: or some shit <laughs> does anyone
2: yeah a an movable rock that is a really good one I was just be like I would see that and go I don't need that yeah. why would I need and that and then you'll get into a, sister, S- a situation situation just like we need to hold down this pressure plate
0: <laughs> ah, I should have <laughs> that stupid fucking immovable rock <laughs>
2: Oh, dear. I get confused. I think that's gear. one of the things. I'm just like, I don't... I can't think of the scenarios that I would use a lot of the gear that you have available to you yeah. in a lot of games until I'm <coughs> in the scenario. And then it's you'll light. find that every character I make in that system, I always take this thing, even if it doesn't make, make any sense for my character. <laughs> so this is a... Um,
0: that's pure, that's a pure, thing that that's something that this that gear a, says about you as a player. Yeah, it
2: is, but it doesn't usually say things about my character. And so, gear tailored towards my characters, like sometimes I I just go. Like the example that we gave before, when we were when we were building up to this, was the medicines in Eclipse
0: Phase. Like mm, they're super useful, but like for the majority of the Characters and people that actually live in the fictional uh, Eclipse phase universe They don't have a reason to spend that extra money on getting medicines which are like little They're the medical machines that live in your body and help keep you uh, healthy and repaired But like they're ultra specialized for dealing with physical trauma. They can help you um Overcome a crippling injury as well as just heal general damage. Uh, yes. But uh, they are. You only really need that uh, to spend that money to basically have magic healing technology implanted into your body. You only need that sort of shit if you're like super paranoid, like most Eclipse Phase players are, or. A like combat war machine god who is like constantly fucking fighting and doesn't have time to go to the hospital where they have
1: big huge healing vats that you sit in for a day and are perfectly fine when you come out. Surely you'd still be out of like medicines if you were going into combat situations as a backup. Yes. So if you knew like, that. Like I took you, them in yeah. the Cliff because I'm like, well it's beat Cop basically. Is going to be involved Indeed. in fights It could so, make the difference if there's not time to get to the hospital It makes sense for things.
0: a cop to have them It doesn't make sense for somebody that works In an office for the majority of their days And occasionally Goes and does Investigation
1: shit on the does side Did your
2: journalists
0: have medicines?
1: No right. My journalist did not have medicines um, Also well, I remember quick aside With your item story about not having the thing Nothing is more satisfying When you do get into a situation to go I have the item for this Yes, I have exactly the item for this. You know what is always that <laughs> item?
0: Hat of disguise. Hat of disguise is always the item you need right now. So good. You just look like the guy that needs to be there.
1: Bless that hat.
0: I'm in a security uniform. I know what I'm doing. It's so, It's just a door opener. Love that fucking hat of disguise. I'm in plate armor. I'm clearly a knight. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: just yeah don't I, want to carry around a whole bunch of stuff, and yeah. often when I've come up with my character concept, Billy is spewing mucus. Ah, oh, hay fever is going off. Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: Oh, it's a. It's a <laughs> right. If you couch. have you if you are listening to this in the past, by some miracle of quantum mechanics, I totally recommend you put stocking <laughs> tissues. <laughs> They're going off.
1: (laughs) I've been trying to hold it for the last two ones, and it's just leaking out now. It's too much. Brilliant. Uh, Speaking of things that leak
0: out, rations and consumables in role-playing games. Oh, yeah. Um, There are certain game types, we talked about this earlier, survival games, where you need to have rations and stuff like that. But often... When you do have these sorts of things, you don't actually fucking end up... Like, it's yeah. just... A, it's just... It's minutia to get in the way. It's never, like, fun or interesting tracking the rations that you use. It's never like, oh, make sure you keep track of that shit. It's like, oh, yeah, make sure you mark off a ration because a day has passed. It's, like, I've n- never, never seen somebody make tracking rations in a game interesting seen someone try but yeah try uh, is not the same it failed I have not seen it it out after a while yeah indeed eventually you're just like yeah yeah, yeah." whatever you mark off rations you get to town you spend five gold so that you have enough rations for the next league of the adventure whatever fuck it like people just stop caring about that
1: shit
2: uh yeah also ammunition Mm mhm Mm. That's something that I see trackable, and it is
0: trackable. But it people should, don't ammunition should be trackable. yeah, ammunition should be tracked, and it kind of falls in the same way because, like, one of the major like it gets boring tracking ammunition in combat. Um, but it's meant to be a drawback of having a ra- of a, a weapon that uses ammunition like they might do more damage or they might be a ranged weapon or whatever um, and like that's a huge boon but like you're the drawback that's meant to be with that is that you have to fucking use ammo like knives never run out
1: of ammo but fucking bow can hit a guy from f- across a room not just um like running out of ammunition is all you got to track that shit for when you need to reload for instance <laughs> I want yeah. to see ones where they have, like, the ability to do
2: multiple shots in one round, in, like, one turn, but they then actually have to track how many bullets they have in their magazine, and if they don't yeah. have any quick reload skill, then they actually have to spend a whole turn, like, reloading their gun, or they can only shoot one out of their normal three bullets, because Indeed. they shoot, they had a seven-bullet magazine, they unloaded three in each of the two previous rounds and they only have one left and then they can only do one in that third round and then have to spend a whole turn reloading
0: in the fourth and then go again. Yeah, indeed. And those are scenarios that should totally come up, but like most people when they're tracking it uh, when they're playing games with ammunition and shit like that, it's either not worth worrying about or you forget or you stop tracking it after a while because it you it quickly becomes irrelevant and uninteresting. Yeah, irrelevant and uninteresting. Also
2: possibly sometimes because players can already feel disadvantaged if their if their chosen character isn't kicking enough ass mm. and if then they have that further limitation put on them then they're just like come on, I'm not I'm about to get unloaded in the face by these super powerful dudes and you're asking me to spend a whole turn reloading C- come on
0: yeah it can be really annoying and like yeah it's all very simulationist yeah yeah indeed like that's all about um, uh, trying to accurately accurately quote unquote represent the circumstances
1: of the real world mm. but it's also fun like it could be really... It, it is really sometimes fun. Tracking of a massive off. fight, you're yeah. like, "Oh yeah. shit, is you're out of ammo, man!" I'm like, "Oh fucking, I reload my turn." Yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah, that, that can amazing. be dramatic. Yeah, yeah. but I think
0: it often
2: isn't. Just that. this is getting a little bit nebulous, but uh, a lot of the time in games we do a larger than life scenario. Yeah. So we're trying to like really amp the the drama of this uh, <laughs> uh, scenario and how we're how we're cracking on with it, Um, but in order to make trackable stuff significant, I think that you need to amp down the drama of the scenario, so if you're going to make your ration Ammunition, other basic consumable tracking simulationists. Then you actually need to really consider the difficulty of your fight scenes or your survival <laughs> scenes. Also, be equally as simulationist. You don't have the overpowered adversary because mm. they they have to track their ammo too. They have to like you can get the yeah. le- you can get the jump on them because they uh, reload. If you're playing like a gangster game. There um, might be like a chance that the Tommy gun jams. Yeah, it can happen to you, and the DM has to be on top of their own NPCs in that situation. They can, and it can happen to them as well.
0: Yeah. Also, if you're ever, if you're ever uh, playing a game with guns, and a critical failure happens, jamming is like go-to for your critical failure when you're attacking someone. A jam is way worse. Uh, then you miss. (laughs) Yeah, like, then uh, you miss and hit someone you didn't intend to. Uh, Or you uh, miss and... uh, or Or the gun somehow damages you, the user. Because a jam does not take one turn to fix. You have to work out where it is jammed remove the thing that is jamming it, and then often you have to reload the gun. So it sh- it's probably going to
1: take, like, two or three turns at best on the gun. Well, yeah. there has been a fun instance where there was a uh, critical failure and the gun missed and hit an innocent bystander. Oh, yeah, it's and still that interesting. like, a whole massive little arc on its own.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying you should never do and hit someone else, or you should always do jamming, yeah. but, like, jamming... No, I agree. You yeah. should... In- more people should include the gun jams I've actually had a player fight me before when a gun jams. really? yeah they're like "Oh, why would it jam and I'm like because it does because it's not a fucking revolver and even revolvers can jam the cylinder just doesn't cycle fully it's not a jam in the way that a jam is normally meant I
1: suppose there's another thing there as well for you know your equipment and your player when you have situations <laughs> are like oh you know your sword is sundered what the fuck are you talking about yeah. sword is made out of grade A unsunderable <laughs> Where did you find this on Sundranium? I don't remember saying
0: you could have that. Like, found it in Gearbook number 16. Uh, the fact says that I'm allowed to use it. I'm like, mm, fine, fuck you. This guy has a glove of
1: Sundramum but Sunder's. Not to mention that sort of segues... I'm not even sure if this one's quite on topic, but as a storyteller uh, and equipment, like, if you're willing to take players' equipment away from them and not... In a negative sense, but if you are in a fight and you have someone disarm a player, or you do, they are uh, roll a critical one as they swing a sword, they miss hit a rock and it shatters. Like that in itself, as your, well as its own.
0: Your sword is fucking terrible if it shatters when it hits a rock, but you know I do I mean,
1: understand. I mean, yeah. your sword could be made of awesome, cool
0: glass. Obsidian sword. Yeah. Oh, no, my obsidian sword! Um, yeah, and. removing or losing gear is often an aspect of certain games. Like, um... And some people will really fight that. People really hate losing their gear. And it's like a thing... If you're doing an Eclipse Phase campaign that's going to have any sort of travelling between locations in it, like long-distance locations... This is just an example, obviously. Um... You need... To forewarn your players that anything they buy or acquire will have to be, will, could be lost at a moment's notice. Because if you travel from one location to another in Eclipse Phase, you leave everything, like from, if I travel from the equivalent of, like from one country to another, which in Eclipse Phase is one planet to another, you lose all of your gear, because traveling via physical space travel takes for fucking ever, whereas broadcasting your mind and downloading it into a new body takes a couple of hours uh, a day at most. So you leave, not only do you leave behind that awesome cool plasma gun you have, and that sweet set of chameleon cloaked armor that has like targeting arrays built into it, you lose your body in Eclipse Phase. Because in Eclipse Phase, your body is... <laughs> your physical attributes are equipment. Uh, mm. And it sort of it changes some of the dynamics of play in that the skills you give your... Uh, the skills that you give your character and the knowledge that you equip your character with is far more useful to you long-term than what awesome cool physical thing you can do. Oh, I've got, I can fucking turn invisible. It's like, great, I can spend like, I can run a scam in one of our sessions and then I can turn invisible. Like it takes a a couple of minutes of gameplay and then I can turn invisible. Um, yeah, so maybe
2: people should actually be more transient mm. in their approach to gear. But perhaps not, I don't know. Are people transient in their approach to gear? I think that gear... I, well, can't, well, I, can't, well, put, we... I can't put my finger on what it... What? Why am I British? Um, I can't put my finger on what it says about your character. Like, I can't... Not yet, not in the discussion. I haven't, I haven't come up with the the golden... Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Go- I mean, I was going to... The golden moment, but I'm just like, people's problems putting too much importance on gear that doesn't actually suit their character? Or mm. is it them actually being too frivolous with 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 gear, not enough consideration um, with regards
0: to what gear your character should actually have? Yeah, there's certain... I was going to segue before into, like, a discussion about how certain mindsets towards gear might be informed by the economic systems we live in and how we bring those to our games. But that might be a topic to circle back around to. More specifically in what Kim is uh, talking about, one of the ways in which, like, gear does talk about your character is, like, there are certain characters and we touched on this a little bit, that fall apart without certain gear or are believed to not be effective without a certain Mm, kind of gear. Like, rangers in most fantasy RPGs are considered to not just be people that live on the land, on the range, uh, but also ranged characters, people that use bows. Which is like, what? Why? Aragorn uses a sword more often than he uses a bow in the movies. I haven't read the books because I ain't got time for that. Uh, like, uh, and he's arguably the atypical ranger. Um, like, he's even called ranger in one of the books. Um, I believe. He's a Dunadine ranger. Yeah. It's the fucking... It's his people. It's his cultural heritage. All other rangers are culturally appropriating. Oh, my God. Um, Dwarf had to go off to the nose blow zone. Um, sure, is it the, the, I'm glad he just didn't say the blow zone. But, or is it the no blow zone? But, like, rangers can... Especially in Pathfinder, like, the generic baseline ranger class, like, you choose at the beginning whether you're going to be a two-weapon fighter or a ranged f- uh, bow fighter. Um, and, like, they are just as... They are equally good uh, weapons choices for a ranger. Do you, you know, close
2: combat weapons by rangers in Pathfinder and D&D is widely to be ga- regarded to be mechanically less effective than bows. Yeah. Huh. Even though it's... It is... I believe because the ranger in this instance in those systems mm. is based on attack rating essentially. Essentially, okay. rangers hit everything for days. Yes, they, but they don't do a lot of damage. So when but they also don't have a, a particularly high constitution typically. So when they get they are not a tank. So when they get yeah. into close combat, the risk of them taking a substantial and Insurmountable amount of damage increases, which is why mm. they go the ranged route because they indeed. cannot take the
0: beating. Indeed, and that's a great uh, way. But there are skills that you can equip your indeed. ranger with dodge skills.
2: Or you, you can use it, your dexterity, which yeah. is the primary attribute, increases your armor rating. So that actually decre- factors into decreasing the chance of you actually getting hit with a weapon.
0: Yeah, because armor makes you harder to hit. For some reason. No, it's a dodge <laughs> thing. Yeah, I know, but, no, but that- AC is oh, armor right, right, class, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. and your AC is how hard you are to hit. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, and that's a great point, or... Uh, can you tell I played a ranger for a long time? Yeah, I, yes. can. <laughs> I, play, I play. I don't often play rangers in role-playing games, but I frequently play them in computer games. Uh, I play. I like playing rangers that have uh, guns, like rifles. Yeah, right. Um, flintlocks and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I find that very, very interesting. Um, yeah, can anyone think of like another example where a character oh, is... Oh, well,
1: I mean, the one that speaks to mind for me is like the paladin immediately conjures up, like, plate mail, a shield, some kind of large sword. I yeah. think... And, like, most crusading knights didn't even have plate. Well, I think
2: that in terms of the paladin, the shield is actually... plays into the iconic yeah nature of the paladin, because the paladin is basically a religious protector, and the shield is, in a lot of cultures, uh, its mystical personification, its... Uh, it's connot the connotations that it brings to mind. It's it embodies the protector of the people. You can regard that this is a noble, um, a, a noble martial person who is using their abilities to protect those who are weaker. That protection aspect, and so the shield, I think, really plays into what the the the, the, uh, the archetype of the paladin is supposed to embody plate mail and swords and stuff yeah. not so yeah, much
0: yeah. but indeed and but yet, uh, but when i think yeah. of a paladin in role playing games i almost never think of shield i normally think of armor first then a sword Ah, uh, you see, you see, two-handed swords with with plate armor wielded by. Oh, not sword. necessarily two-handed sword, just sword. Okay. Uh, but no. yeah, I think of sh- I don't think of shield foremost, even though Kim makes an excellent point. It should yeah. be foremost.
1: And I suppose um, on the inverse, you've got, for instance, wizards, which tend to be characterized more by lack of. So you very rarely see a wizard in armor, for instance. A lot of systems introduce mechanics which actually
2: decrease the chance of a successful cast in armor.
1: Yeah, it inhibits your ability. Yeah, as Kim says, (laughs) for some reason.
0: Yeah, because everyone's
1: hand
2: wizards. They normally include... um, It could be because it, it. once you encase yourself in some kind of armor because magic is usually a uh, a physical force that you're trying to interact with with your will soul mm. you know your body then you actually need to be able to This is going to get very... Okay, anyway. Lay it on me, buddy. You need to be able to receive that magic into your body. Yeah,
0: except that if (laughs) magic is like a physical aspect of the universe, why does it care that I have armor on? My body is ready. Wind doesn't care that I'm wearing plate, but mystic energy does for some reason. I mean, there could be some property of metal that makes that the case, but like it's not the property of metal.
2: Yeah, well, that's, I mean, yeah, that's that, that that's the uh, yeah, that's yeah. like my off the cuff.
0: Yeah, kind
1: really, of, I think.
2: kind of rationalized. Really, that it's that for
1: game it balance, and
0: then
2: they have like special armor, special armor, yeah, which allows them to, to receive to, to, the magical to, 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 receive the ma- to receive the magic into their body Arcane whilst armor. being protected, and. You know, still interact with yeah, their or you with, take,
0: with, with their with their magical elements. Or you take a character class. Oh, uh, so uh, you take a, di- a variant character class <laughs> that allows you to. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, have a, I have a real love of spellcasters who can actually wade in the battle, arm it up, willing weapons. Mages, so like, I'm like, all about like battle the battle mages. Yes, I'm all about mages. Yeah, yeah, mages yeah. Is rad. The mages is fucking awesome. Yeah, in Pathfinder. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think it's
0: called a spell sword in. D Apart
2: from our brief um, rant well not rant, but our brief stint on Eclipse phase, we're really talking about fantasy realms yeah. in terms of in terms of gear. Do we think that that's just because of our experience, or do we think that that the No your, no. your fantasy character this... has more to gain from gear, why?
0: No, I don't think it's that I think this actually circles back around to the thing that I wanted to, to circle around to. Boom. And that is that... Unintentional segue. Fantasy now. Uh, dungeon-crawling games, which is the majority of fantasy game, a uh, role-playing games, are uh, dungeon-crawling games, are uh, without, uh, are inherently uh, capitalistic uh, games. They are about obtaining things. Like the reason to go into a dungeon is to get stuff. Uh, like whatever you couch it in, like the way those games are intended to play are uh, that you go into those dungeons and get loot. Like the game designers intend for you to have like some story reason to do that and like they want you to be engaging in some epic storyline but like they are still you still in, expect to come out of that dungeon more wealthy than when you went in. You expect to come out with more gold, new items, uh, some kind of special gear, uh, and then move on to the next aspect of your quest. Mm. They, it, that's, that's a natural part. That's a... Natural is not the right word. That is a... Uh, aspect that is inherent to those kinds of games in the way that they are intended to be used like you have to have certain levels of gold to advance in some versions of D&D which in gold is as much gear as anything else is Uh, it's essentially gear that has not been assigned yet with zero properties it is potential gear energy not to be
1: confused with magical energy. Not to
0: be confused with magical energy, which you can't. Which well, gold gold's made out of metal, so you wouldn't be able to wear it. Uh, well, you it, guys are
1: planning for my gold plate mail. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, like they they are naturally mm. about mm. capitalist pursuits, mm. which is not necessarily a bad thing. You say capitalism
1: isn't inherently evil. Well, I mean that's. That's had its basis in way back, and we're talking, like, video games as well as tabletop RPGs now, and... Well, yeah, like, dungeon
0: crawling existed before video games.
1: Indeed. But this is something that's, across, like, a lot of the fantasy sci-fi... ...games... Yeah. ...is a, like, it's the, the traditional, you know... You go you yeah, do Bo- your quest, you get loot, you get better loot, it allows you to do other things with a better gun, it shoots the person the better dead.
0: Borderlands, a first person shooter role playing game, has been described by many uh, reviewers and critics as a loot generator. Like it randomly generates new guns and shit for you to pick up. And stuff like that. And like that's not n- it's necessarily bad. But yeah. It plays yeah, into um, a, a lot of games do. Yeah, it plays yeah. into what Wilfred and Diablo and, De- 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 and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah Deus Ex, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Deus Ex, not so much. Deus Ex, like, gives you gear, but it, uh, it's not about getting gear. No. I would argue Borderlands is not about getting gear. I would argue Borderlands is all about getting gear. It's like the central game mechanic is getting more gear. Okay. This is not this place for this conversation. No, it's not the place for this right. conversation.
2: What about the absence of gear? So we've mentioned survivalist mm. games, best best um, uh, scenario that I reckon for tracking of rations and other consumables because I think that you can really make it matter. I think that you can. I think that you can uh, introduce the maximum amount of significance in a survivalist survivalist horror survivalist. Yeah, pure scenario. game, but it is really the what you don't have mm.
0: uh, that... Yeah, sometimes, sometimes um, or is it through the what you don't have
2: puts more significance on what you do have? Yeah,
0: Because I think, you have so few things. I think both uh, things have been explored. There are games that focus on no gear. Like Fate, for example, um, your gear is more window dressing. Like it doesn't, in a lot of the versions of Fate, it doesn't really give you any sort of mechanical benefit or even like uh, enabling tags like they have in uh, Apocalypse World where it's like, oh this has reach so you can hit things that are further away. It's just changes your attack uh, if you have a weapon or changes the way you access a thing if you have like a computer oh I'm gonna hack rather than you know lie my way into this place or something you know they're just in fate it's window dressing and then uh, and then like the other thing you said withholding stuff uh, story wise from a player certain types of gear like in a survival game you know withholding give, ha- giving them heaps of food so they don't have to track food but then like oh well you guys got to find water though because you don't have a
1: means of carrying water do you feel comfortable do You are you comfortable with the idea of killing a player for a lack of gear
0: um yes as long as it was like a choice so like in a
2: survival game I, yeah. would, kill, I would kill a player through lack of gear Indeed. because that's the way you do it yeah, yeah. Like you didn't You didn't kill them for a story reason and you didn't kill them because they made a mistake. You actually killed them because they ran into a situation that they couldn't th- either that they either rolled badly or they couldn't think of a way to use their skills to overcome their lack of gear.
1: Okay, yep. That makes sense. But in
2: you know, a Pathfinder game unless it was quest item, which would come under the quest items cannot be dropped from inventory slot in your inventory window, then no, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't say, you don't have your fucking greatsword. Although, if they got disarmed, yeah. That's, that's that's kind of killing them through. There were choices that they made that through, led to them being this way, yeah. taking taking away their weapon. But normally, I don't, if but you're I a don't good think that you kind of like they walked into a room. They didn't have a great sword in the first place, and they died because they didn't have one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They lo- they died because these, they lost these. It in enemies the room.
0: have vulnerability to great sword and it, and invulnerability to every other form of attack, and it's like fuck you. I got rid of my greatsword because I wanted to dual wield axes. I was like, well, well, you should have had a greatsword. It's so
1: not my problem. I suppose there's also to gear what it says about people is how people treat their gear and other people's gear as well. Because I know sometimes you can have situations where players, sometimes in survival things, sometimes in things where it's originally started off being countless, they'll be like, oh, you know, you carry this gear for me. And then, it's like... <laughs> Furlock and Shemulamu.
2: <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Furlock yeah. and Shemulamu, the, um, the druid asks the bard he to can carry his loot because he can't have material items. Yeah. Mate, you can
0: you please carry my loot for me? Reference. Because I spiritually and physically cannot... Yeah reference
2: morals indeed what does morality in roleplay but I guess even the
1: original context of that here we get into players who are prepared to share their gear and players that expect other players to uh, share their gear with them and that kind of dynamic well I've never really had too much the biggest problems I've ever had with gear has just been dividing the loop sometimes I've found people can get a little yeah, which
0: which can come... Which, yeah, dividing loot can be about... Uh, can stem from materialism and can also stem from a, knee, uh, a, a perception that the game should be equal and fair, which...
2: I don't really think that I've ever felt a... The game should not be equal and fair. It has absolutely... Just to comment on that. It has absolutely yeah. no pre-requirement that one... Party member should have exactly the same things where possible as another party member. Anyway, I'm with you. So, um, in regards to sharing the loot, I've never really felt that because if the party separates, yeah, the campaign's over. Like, if they permanently if, if, separate, if, right, if, right, if right. One, right if the thief. Steals the thing that they really want from the wizard the wizard gets shitted off and goes tells the lawful good paladin That old mate stole me me magic rock That immovable rock then the paladin Goes and you know confronts the thief about it and what if those in character? Social interactions are irreparable. Yeah, then the campaign's over. So I've never really regarded a situation where there is a substantial amount of divisible loot as your money, my money. Mm. It's always just been like, if you have a thousand gold that I can borrow to buy this thing that I really want, mm, okay. Then it benefits all of us. So why wouldn't you lend me the, the why mm. wouldn't you
0: lend me the one G?
1: Yeah.
0: um... And and sometimes that can even be an interesting role-playing thing. Like, if you are playing a dungeon-crawling fantasy game, or if, even if you're playing Base Raiders, which is a dungeon-crawling superhero game, um, like, that is a key aspect of that game, so why not make it a key aspect of your role-playing? Maybe, like, your party has a dungeon-delving contract, and, like you all sign this contract before you began uh, adventuring together Mm. and that determines the division of loot like you can take these things that are often party conflicts and make them in-game conflicts or in-game solutions that create interesting story like having being part of a dungeon delving uh company that has contracts to determine the division of loot. That sounds interesting to me. Like, what is in that contract? Yeah. What kind of clauses are in there? Like, does it say, oh, all mystic items must be assessed by the company wizard before determining whom they go to? And, you know, or like, any item that, be- that has a J inscribed, it belongs to Julius the Juggler, by virtue of his alliteration. <laughs> Yeah,
2: but I definitely think that... I've, I've now come to a conclusion mm-hmm. um, uh, that people need to pay more attention to their gear. I think that you need to think about the appropriateness of the gear, whether you're looting that gear or selecting that gear from a gear book about your character. You need to think... I think that, uh, that 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 one of the problems is that people are mechanically unaware of how well that gear is actually going to play out in reality. And sometimes you can go the way of the "I'm going to not have enough gear." Mm. And Sometimes you go the way of "I have too much gear."
0: I've got risk. I think,
2: I think that I think that room finding room. that happy medium, um, uh, unfortunately for me, uh, requires a little bit more attention from the player. But mm-hmm. I think that um, if uh, the, the GM really really wants to improve the uh, quality of their game then, um, then then they I'm not necessarily saying that they have a responsibility to but I'm saying that they can and uh, help that player get through their gear just be like I think I think that from what you've said and what is on the, your character sheet here with your skills and your backgrounds and all that kind of stuff that this is appropriate for you can I have the climbing kit
0: no. No. You can no. have a responsibility there? No, no, you can't. Yeah, indeed. Sometimes, sometimes you can actually help your players tell an interesting story uh, and help the group as a whole tell yeah. an interesting story by yeah. restricting gear, as Kim has said. Like, if you're yeah. playing... Uh, and, and that can, like, benefit the GM as well. Like, there can be a good character reason in a science fiction game to not allow... Super high damaging armor-piercing weapons. When you're doing a game on spaceships, because like, and yeah. yeah, because mm-hmm. it might puncture the hull of your spaceship. It's like, yeah, but it's going to kill the other guy's spaceships too. It's like, yes, but if you accidentally fire it on your own ship, it's going to kill everyone aboard, as the atmosphere just goes out the window, and it that's a great big hole in the side as yeah. it does it. Yeah, all the bulkheads were down that day. Yeah, yeah. no bulkheads. So
2: uh, yeah, pay attention to your gear. No weak character reasons for why you have it.
1: play nice. Yeah. I really like you know, the ideas around stuff you can do with loot division, actually. Some of that sounds quite interesting. <laughs> what contracts?: not, Yeah, all that kind of storytelling stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, like even pirates uh, during the age of Sail had like strict contracts to determine the division of loot and it was actually normally division divided up equally with a lot of pirate crews. They were more are quality driven than other things like the captain didn't get more loot
1: it was just it's that the captain I was the head of a band of crazy bloodthirsty like murderers I would not want one of them wanting to be in my position because he got more loot well they're more thieves than murderers <laughs> but yeah
0: I just get what you're saying like yeah and they were often a lot more um, it, it was just easier to divide it up equally because if it's divided up equally then people don't fucking argue and you're yeah. like oh why does the captain get more it's like well because he's the captain it's like yeah And blah, blah,
1: blah, blah. Yeah, the captain ended not with a knife in his back Cause I'm yeah, fuck that guy. Indeed. On that note.
0: Yeah, uh, but yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I think we touched on some nice stuff. Um, anyway, farewell from the past. I'm Raymond. I'm Kim. I'm Will. And you've been listening to The Crusading, Crusading Couch. Couch.